Hey everybody, it's your good buddy Mike here. Just a quick note before the show, this is actually an older episode that we recorded back in February. Um, we never released it, weird. Uh, but wanted to make sure that we uh, had an episode this week. Michael had a scheduling conflict, so uh, no new show. But uh, yeah, please enjoy. And um, as you're listening, please remember to tweet at Michael about how dumb he is fighting a King Cobra, which uh, moves faster than he can run. So uh, yeah, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Sylvester Stallone to his Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Howard. Wow, we're lifelong enemies who uh, screw each other out of roles and make fun of each other? Obviously. Oh. We're also just jacked. Jacked, big boys. But you're way, yeah. you're way taller than me. Not way, I feel, yeah. But you have a better jumper, I feel like. <laughs> Bigger vertical leap for sure. <laughs> I also... I was going to say I speak English better, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, I I don't think so. I don't know, though. I mean, does Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger speak better English is the important question. Wow, that's a coin flip. Yeah. I've, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. Vegas odds are right down the middle on that one. Um, I, I feel like I've lost the thread already on this podcast. How do we even do it? It's been too long. It's been I, at least... A week or two? Yeah, since the last, you know, the last week, I think so much has happened since our last episode. <laughs> it's like there's my brain is just overflowing with like all the stuff we did personally. Yeah. All the things that have gone on in the world. Mm. And I'm hearing that there are other podcasts now. They're just sprung up out of the woodwork over overnight, right. really, it which, sounds like. Which is why we had to jump in and exert our dominance, much yeah. like um, a silverback gorilla. Yeah, really just stake our claim like, yeah. over our territory. Yeah, I mean, w- once we release this one, I'm sure that everyone else will quit. Yeah. Just like last time. Like Jason Bateman, Will Arnett have podcasts now? This is ridiculous. Stay, you, stay, in, your, stay in your lane, assholes. Yeah. You don't got anything better to do? Go build some Legos, Will. Can I just say, can I just say, I, I do really, it really annoys me that the pretty people have podcasts now. It's like, yeah. no, this is, look, this was reserved for us. Right, you don't have to look at our faces. You just get to listen to our our beautiful baritone voices. Yeah, our dulcet tones. The phrase "a face for radio" exists for a reason, and it's for you and me, the two people who were previously the only ones legally allowed to make a podcast. And I think they get around it by videoing it, so it's like they're allowed. It's not a podcast; it's a video, and it's like you turn on TikTok. All right, and there's people on tryhards. Like, it's- hey, I'm not trying to build a mul- like cross channel multimedia empire here. I'm just trying. To entertain people for an hour a week, every week, for the last every six week. years. Every week, every like clockwork. Week. That's our brand. That's our guarantee. Yeah. You can count on us every week. I don't need to be on TikTok. I'd rather not, actually. That's actually it, a life goal of mine is to never feature heavily on TikTok. I don't ever want to be on TikTok personally, but I do like being on TikTok. That's fair. Yeah, I feel like... Michael, in the last week, you've probably spent, I'd say, upwards of 25,000 hours based on the things that you send me. Again, yeah. in the last seven Give days. Or it is amazing the popularity of TikTok and how it's exploded in the past week. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, 
you know, it's just the pandemic started, what, two, three weeks ago? And yeah, like, I, people were bored oof. and at home and just yeah, needed yeah. something to do. I get yeah. it, you know? You can only listen to so much Trends and Loplacious for, you know, one hour every week. Every so, week for yeah. the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I get it. And to go from start to finish to already getting banned by Congress, it, that's, <laughs> that's a hell of a life cycle for, for TikTok. But Michael, what's been going on in your life? Uh, and again, the last week since we've in the last week, yeah, you know, I um, I live in Florida. I moved to Florida last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big one. Yeah, what? down down in down in Orlando. Nothing um, prompted that. So that's devil's good. devil's taint. Mm-hmm. It you know it was um ninety degrees here in January. I f- I forgot. Yeah, you know, Michael, we we have a lot of friends down in Florida. And now that you've gone back there. I feel called to return to my home state to jump yes. on that that wang. Let the heat flow through you. Like to visit, to make it clear, I I cannot live there again. But like, <laughs> there's so many of you fucks going back there, and I don't. I understand leaving someplace where it's negative fifty, mm. and and again, that probably was the only reason you left, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um. But like it's so hot all the time, and everyone there is bad and has guns and just does drugs, and not in the cool way, just like the bad rip your face off way. <laughs> so, I did I did take a bath earlier today and used bath salts, hmm. but I have not felt the high from them yet. That's I don't know if I up. used them correctly. Do you just feel like a nice like peaceful sensation and like your skin feels a little clearer? Yeah, my skin feels like just soft, supple. If yeah. you will. Michael, it's it's nice that we've both become just two a couple of bath boys over the last week. I <laughs> I didn't realize how nice it is to just soak in a tub. I never knew. It, you know, the funny thing is I've always been a hot tub person. Well, obviously. I, I never translated that to uh different places I could sit in hot water. You're I mean, you're king of the hot tub. I yeah. mean, everyone knows that. Obviously. Just <laughs> prince among men when you get in those that bubbly water. I think the thing for me for the hot the hot tub versus the the uh, bathtub i've lived in apartments for so long just recently moved into a house again last week last week um, with my now fiance which by the way i proposed marriage to a woman who i met last week and it's last going week. really well she said yes amazing um, so you know that's great but it's like love is blind now. yeah really wow what a journey it's been um and it really is michael love at first sight um but sh- we have a nice like clawfoot tub and mm. it's the first bathtub that i fit in because i'm a, as we mentioned earlier tall gentleman tall drink of water yeah uh it's very rare for a bathtub to fit a normal human sized mm. i would say person in general but right. definitely men of our stature everyone everyone you know seems jealous of of tall people in general and like for the most part i gotta say it does rule like it's great I, I love being able to get stuff off of you know the top shelf for people that's oh. awesome just generally lording it over people really cool sense of superiority it's the only way i feel that way in yes. general in life yes yes but you know cramped in airplanes can't sit in the back seat of a car can't take could not until this moment experience the joy of a warm bath door frames oh door so frames sometimes yeah, old it's houses like, what are you, hit my what head. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. You know, I I, uh, I had a a really cool shower before 
And so I would just sit in the shower with hot water on, which I know sounds very sad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Michael, but it's not any different than sitting in a tub, right? And you're just sitting, it's just running water on me instead of Michael, I'll be, water, right? It's every because again, it's been it's been a week since we talked, um, and sometimes. I forget how alike we are in so many ways because again, in my old apartment and in previous life, um, my, my like hangover habit when I was just feeling really bad, would it just blast that shower and sit down in the bottom of the tub mm. and just put my head in my hands and just let my sin wash it away from me. <laughs> just but, think about what you've done. Yeah. But now again, we got like, you know, nice house, have a, a lovely lady, uh, that I'm living with. And she decoratively bought like a nice little, teak bench to sit in the corner and it looks really nice and then the other day she walked in and like saw me sitting down on it with like the two shower heads going and she's like are you okay i'm like yeah i feel great (laughs) and i realize it's i guess it's not something that everyone does all the time i i feel like it's because it's been portrayed in like movies and tvs as like that's what sad people do it's like an they Eeyore, sit in the shower yeah, yeah it's like you sit in the shower and you let the water rush typically fully clothed i think sure um and you just think about you know everything that's that you've done or has happened to you where i feel like it's given it a bad rap because it's it's quite nice i'd like to challenge our listeners if you have a free you know half hour and like you know a bench or a like a, yeah. a bar stool you're not using pop that sucker in the shower and take a sit <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna like the way you look. Just I guarantee take it. A little sit. Yeah. It like when you get a hotel room that's like ADA and it has the, the bench in the shower. Mm-hmm. That's I will say though that I would not sit down in a hotel shower if you paid me a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's My clean, business. it's in the shower. That's not I don't I mean, Michael, did did I mean you went to college? I remember I met you there. Yeah. Um, did you did you did you not wear sandals in the shower in your dorm room? I never lived in a dorm, so wow, you cut past that cool great experience. Uh, I remember going to visit college the summer before freshman year and going to a dorm and them trying to explain all, how cool it was, mm-hmm. and then I saw that there was a single single singular bathroom for approximately 30 dudes <laughs> i was like i've seen i've seen dudes i've seen teenage dudes yeah and i don't want any part of a shower that would house 30 of us well michael it's too so, bad because you missed out on like the life-defining moment of walking in <laughs> on the second day in your dorm room to a, a adult man named johnny wearing a spongebob squarepants tie jerking off so like that's the kind of stuff that you did miss out on I which, did those formative experiences, which I think goes hand in hand to why I personally wore sandals in the shower and do not sit down anywhere in a hotel shower or bathroom <laughs> if I can avoid it. <laughs> do not use a public restroom. Yeah. Well, Michael, uh, any other anything else big to update everybody on? I think we knocked out the big ones. No, that's it. That's that's literally all that's happened. Yeah, that's it. I guess I did have again. Last Monday, my, I think, tilt favorite, Sora, my dog, did pass away last mm-hmm. Monday. And then Friday, I got a puppy uh, named Winnebago. So I, I turned that around quick. Um, she's great. Miss Sora dearly. But Winnie's, you know, a little fantastic. Is it, is it Winnie? You didn't go with Bago? You know what? It's, it's tough because 
the obvious coward's nickname is Winnie, and mm-hmm. uh, Leslie, my fiance, really latched onto that one. So Nibago hasn't really caught on. I do try to call her Winnebago, her full Christian name, as much as I can, or Winifred J. Bago, which is being bad. <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Um, yes, and Michael, you got any fun stories for me this week? Yes. Sick. I'm torn. I'm torn, Kush. Okay. Like, it's it's been a week. Right. So it's like, do I jump right in to our bread and butter? Or I do I try to, like, do I try to kind of, like, weave in with some, like, news stories and some, I, like, fun things and then really hit them? Let's not pussyfoot around. I think let's get right, right, right down to brass tacks, Michael. Brass tacks. Michael, I do want to note, because we were having fun with this earlier, um, the captioning for uh google meet uh did uh censor asshole it didn't it did censor asshole yes but it was fine with pussyfoot it was <laughs> and ass hole hole yes okay sorry you have to, to you have to you have to pause in between this is a visual joke for just me and michael and we had a, gr- a lot of fun with it earlier <laughs> and we're going to continue throughout so uh <laughs> apologies to the listener at home michael please continue okay if we're going, if we're going straight, straight into it, we might as well. Um, penis length has grown twenty four percent in recent decades. That may not be good news. Oh, I, was I just... don't know who wrote this, but I feel like that's good news. I mean, me personally, yeah. I'll, I think, although Michael, I do think our episode last week we did talk about how like unhealthy stereotypes about penis length and like porn stars. <laughs> created like bad images for men and were yeah, unrealistic um we did. but but those are those are the the big boys the big hogs these are you're talking about normal wangs have grown 24 inches. well i'm but, you know my first <laughs> first question my first question i have so many questions but the first one was is this just uh like the newer people coming into the world have larger penises and so it's it's pushing up the average or if I were to say, like, if I had a wall chart that from when I when you were a child, you know, your your parents would do a little wall chart and measure you, you know, every couple months, every year, whatever. Like, if I had a wall chart of my own, would it show a a twenty four percent growth? That's the important question. Yeah. Okay. So if you were like every <laughs> every uh, every birthday, you just kind of <laughs> laid down on the ground and just kind of dotted a line with a pencil on the wall. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I also, Michael, something important in this article that I'm seeing is they go out of their way, which I guess makes sense because it's probably the only correct way to <laughs> measure a penis is the average erect penis length. Mm-hmm, 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 so mm-hmm. maybe we've just become a culture of growers, not showers. We've, mm. we, unlike the greatest generation, aren't a bunch of peacocks strutting around with their huge soft penises. <laughs> We're, you know what, we keep it classy until it's time to perform, and then, yeah, we're a little bit bigger than our grandfathers. This- I think it's, I think, personally, it's it's probably because of boxer briefs. Just giving it a, a little bit nice support, but room to kind of exactly. feel the breeze. Okay. I, hey, yeah. That you know, because it, it, it keeps it nice and nice and tight, like a nice toy and guy, toy. Um, until it's ready to perform. 
so the trend was apparent in different regions of the world, not isolated to a specific population. So the average length of the erect penis across all regions in decades was about five and a half inches. And for some reason, over the last 30 years, that has changed. So it's either grown or the simplest explanation, according to one urologist, was that everybody just at the same time happened to change the method of me- measurement, which I don't know how you changed the method of measuring an erect penis. Here's what I don't... Okay. <laughs> Soup to nuts. If 24% is a pretty significant amount. Of five and a half inches? Yeah. That's <laughs> right? Like, that's one... That's that's uh, an inch and a third. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that... Like, I, I feel like... It says over the last several decades, but like I feel like from the time that we were young in in health class, the average has been they've told us is somewhere around five to five and a half. Sure, right. And like no, at no point was it like an average is four and a half, and now it's five. Like this. So where is this twenty one four percent number coming from? Big big sex ed. You know they <laughs> they didn't want you to know the truth. And now that also, we're older and we're we previously were comfortable with our penis size, now we're being told, oops. I still am. Don't worry. It's fine. You know, and it's like, I, I assume that volunteers, right, are for this study. And maybe it's just that the guys who are more comfortable um, having somebody stick a ruler uh, in a very sterile environment. Uh, you know, I would f- I feel like I would have trouble getting to a full 100%. Yeah, I'd, I'd keep a little in reserve. <laughs> just a little back for me. <laughs> really clinical environment. Yeah. So, so you're saying, Michael, that almost like people being like polled for their <laughs> for their political opinions, <laughs> yes. no one. So no one wants to actually tell a, another human being what they actually think. So they mm-hmm. lie. So you're I just saying so. that we're only getting the people who want to be measured. For exactly, this. got it. Okay. And I will say, going back to our again our last week's story, for a culture obsessed with the size of your penis, and if you've been told that <laughs> five and a half inches is small then uh, maybe you wouldn't volunteer to willingly show your penis to a stranger with a tape measure. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say, I will say, like I said at the beginning, the article says that that may not be good news because apparently it, it has an opposite correlation between penile length and fertility. Okay. I assume I assume it's because it takes longer to get from you know base to tip when it's longer, right? I guess, but like when you go on the Incredible Hulk ride, like if that <laughs> launch pad was like <laughs> like shorter, then that's less of a fun ride. If I'm being honest, like and you, like you shoot out of that hole pretty quick, and if it was like twenty four percent shorter, all right, where am I going? I'm not flying over the Orlando skyline. At sixty-five miles an hour, if that if that launchway is only two hundred feet instead of two fifty, you know, you know the old the old ride at I think it was at MGM it was like Body Wars, yeah, or something where you like fly through the human body. I'm just imagining an updated version where when you get when you get to the penis, it is the Incredible Hulk like like linear motor shit just rockets you out. Sounds that's an awesome ride. Instead of white blood cells, just like sure. your get, sperm now. Let's go. Let's get these eggs, baby. That that would be a much more exciting health class. I feel like mm-hmm. yeah, if that was how they taught you. You just like you get on the ride, you go, you go, your sperm, you go through, you find the egg, 
More vodka you do a little, for sure. Like, little space mountain action. Learn by doing, you know? Exactly. Don't want that ride to be 4D though, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> not not for me. Have you been have you have you been to a 4D movie experience? I haven't been to the movie experience and the one that I thought about going to was Top Gun. But then I thought about it for another second and realized that the experience of flight, flighting a fire, fighter jet or like driving an F1 car is probably more like being kicked in the kidneys repeatedly in a movie theater than it would be like actually having a good time. So I chose not to. And I think that was probably the right choice. Have you experienced the 4D movie? I went to see Fast 9 4D. That sounds either very good or horrific. We ate edibles beforehand. It's edging more towards horrific now. And it was both the greatest and also the most terrifying experience of my life. And I didn't want it to end. <laughs> so how does so it's I mean like it's like a fully motorized seat that's like rocking you yeah. around, right? Okay. You're in you're in your own your seat. I think I think maybe it might have been you and the person next to you were were like attached. So it was like two two seats, but yeah, you're you're basically like moving around and it's vibrating, and and there's like like smoke would come out for like when there was things on fire, and there was like lights for gunshots, and uh, you know sometimes there was like water spit on you, and like air would like blow on you and stuff. It was the sentence you <sighs> just said. Sometimes there was like water spit on you. <laughs> That's like my daily nightmare. Like if that happened to me on any other day and, and I was like, I know movie theaters are desperate to get butts and seats, but like surely there's a better gimmick. Just give me free popcorn. I'm telling you, you should do it. You should do it. Uh, what, my one concern though is that um, like it's all fast nine. I don't remember how, I don't remember what the runtime of that movie was. Like two hours at least. Right, it was like a long two hours. Yeah, and two hours and 15 minutes, like, what if you had to go pee? Yeah. Trying to get up would have been nearly impossible. And don't even think about getting back in. <laughs> Try to you have to, like run into a moving car. And now I'm trying to remember if we had snacks. Like, if you were trying to eat popcorn and all of a sudden it's like Vin Diesel's like, ah, you know. And it's, you're about to take a refreshing sip of Coke Zero <laughs> and you spear yourself <laughs> through the like roof of your mouth with a straw? No, thank you. Yeah, I... I mean, have you ever gotten a nice mani pedi with like that that chair massage like, oh, going nuts? Yeah, yeah it's awesome yeah. until it gets to your like lower back and it like pushes like your spine out of alignment. It's like you can take that for about twenty five minutes, but anything more than that, two, I don't know. I kind of like just, it. I kind of like the shiatsu one where it's just like punching you in the kidneys repeatedly. Different you strokes know? for different folks. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember how we got here. Uh. I think oh was, the 4D experience yeah, 4D of the, experience blasting the, come out of a normal sized <laughs> penis so yeah pretty, perfectly normal human yeah. sized penis yeah um what else you got <laughs> Michael I have one I think again you know we here at Trends and Locations uh, Good Buddy Media Incorporated I think we we tend to have a pretty healthy respect for both uh you know the awesome power of nature and then also just the dumb things people do in nature and uh sent you one uh so headline missing adventurer turns up in a shark's stomach Mm. you know what i don't know why we don't Mm. check sharks tummies more often just for like all, all of our missing stuff 
Especially I mean, like the other, the owners of all those shoes that wash up on beach, beaches. Probably the, the shark. ones with feet in them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you would think that after the movies we've seen with sharks, Jaws, uh, Deep Blue Sea, um, where they where they find just the weirdest shit inside of sharks, that sh- that would be the first. I think the problem is is finding what shark it would be. Right. You have to go through a lot of sharks. I feel like to get to the. That's if the you person. need if you need the guy back. I, I would just though like if it was like yeah that guy who was riding his four wheeler along the beach on a cliff and just fell <laughs> apparently into the ocean. Like I'd assume he's in a shark. Like and just be like, sorry, Diego's gone now. He's gone. This happened in in Argentina, by the way. Um, it's like wait, I'm just I'm just imagining. So you tell you obviously you're an adventurer. You. If you're smart, you've seen one hundred and twenty seven hours, you know you got to tell somebody before you go yeah. out adventuring in case they need to come find you. So you tell everyone, like, hey, I'm taking my Jeep out, I'm gonna go four wheel and I'm gonna go mudding through this area near this cliff, and then you disappear, and then they find out you were found in a shark. Yeah. How do you make the connection? You're like four wheeling in a Jeep, presumably on land. So apparently they Inside found his shark. four-wheeler a couple of days later on some rocks, again, at the bottom of a cliffside, and then some random fishermen went fishing and pulled up some sharks and found a very, like icon- I think, iconic tattoo that he had, and they kind of linked <laughs> that together. Um, but also, Michael, I got to tell you, so it, it says in here he, he would have been easy prey for the sharks, which are around 1.5 meters long. I gotta Four tell you, feet? yeah. If I'm getting eaten by a shark, it had better be at least like 15 feet long, like just it, out of respect for me personally. Like I know a smaller shark, many smaller sharks could kill me. I've seen Jurassic Park. I know how tiny dinos do. I know how sharks do. But like, just out of respect, at least be twice my size. Yeah, you gotta be at least at least my size, right? Yeah. That's just. It's just rude otherwise. And I've grown 24% in the last 30 years. So, like, you have to be a pretty big shark around to come around this guy for a late night snack. That's an excellent point. I, myself, my my entire body over the last 30 years has grown far more than 24%. So, it only makes sense. It only makes sense that my penis would also grow, give or take. That's a great point. Yeah, actually, Michael, that is a good point. In the last week, I have uh, put on about 50 pounds. (laughs) <laughs> unrelated to anything else <laughs> in the last week yep it's been a rough week it's been a rough michael you know what we've been we've all been through a lot you know um michael if you had to be killed by an animal i think we we did record an episode and actually we could revisit this one we, we didn't ever post it the things so i think there's oh. a correlate two two part question if you had to be killed by an animal what would it be mm-hmm. like at just to feel good about yourself for an animal killing you. And then two, should we revisit the all the animals that Americans think they can beat in a fight? A hundred percent. Yeah, we, we didn't since we didn't release that. We didn't do that one justice. It's an honor <laughs> when we did that one two days ago. Um <laughs> Okay. First question. I, I feel like there's two different two different ways I can go with this answer. Right. For me to feel good about myself, I think it would have to be it would have to be like, see, I wouldn't feel good about myself getting eaten by a shark because yeah. I'm on its territory. 
I've, like, I've I shouldn't done be something there. wrong. Yeah, I've done something wrong if I'm out there because I don't have any skills. I don't have any fighting skills in the water. Yeah. Like I could try to punch it in the nose, but chances are I'm going to miss. Right. Let's just be honest. So I think it would have to be a land animal. And I think it would have to be something that can be found where I should be. So a relatively domesticated animal. Yeah, like um, I'm thinking like, like a, like a wild boar. I can, okay, so I because I've I, seen those just like in neighborhoods or like or like a uh, or coyotes or something. For a Although moment, a coyote's I briefly forgot that you had moved from Chicago to <laughs> Central Florida. I was like, where the fuck have you seen a wild boar running around downtown Chicago? <laughs> and I was like, oh right, just in your backyard probably because Florida is <laughs> wild with those things. I mean, those things are fucking mean, and like, I don't think I could take. Like, I I would feel bad about getting eaten by something that I theoretically could kick. That's no problem. King Robert Baratheon got gutted exactly. by a boar. That's a noble way to go. That's a king's way to go. Now, if I had to choose what I would want to kill me for pure, like, would kill me fast and it would not hurt. The fish that swims up your urine through your penis? Yeah, and I don't want that oh, one. Okay. I don't want, and I do not want a raccoon in my in my beehole. Either. Right. The corollary. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking it would have to be like, like a gorilla or a moose. Just something to end it really it just, fast. It was just like, yeah, a girl would just punch me right in the chest and just, it would just go through me just and I would just out. die yeah. immediately. Anime style, just put a hole through you. Yeah. How about you? I don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. But then when you when you talked about it would have to be something that you could stumble upon. Um, did you ever see the movie? I think it was Hostile. It's probably Hostile. Mm-hmm. It was one of those like mid-2000 kind of like just like brutalist horror movies. There's... A scene in there, there it's like some. I think it was hostile, and they're in like this Eastern European city, and just like there's like this roving band of street urchins that like just randomly kill people, and like, and for some reason, I think in my head, the first thing that popped into my head when you mentioned that was just a roving band of street cats that I just like backed myself to the wrong corner with like a can of tuna fish, and they just didn't like my vibe and just like fucked me up. That's where my brain went because. It's only been a week since we recorded. How many cats would it have to be before you don't think that you would be able to take them? So this is that interesting version of the how many like kindergartners could <laughs> could I beat up, um, or like a duck sized horse or a horse si- or a bunch of horse sized wait a horse si- one horse sized duck or a or a ten duck sized horses or ten duck sized horses yeah, yeah. So, similar to that yeah yeah so the thing is. I've broken up a, a a fight between a cat and a dog before, and one cat clawed seven sh- shades of shit out of my arm, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I bled for like a week. It was it was terrible. But if I'm like just like normally clothed and I'm walking down the street, I I don't know that a bunch of cats could actually kill me. Like just like normal like house cats, like feral house cats. Because I'll just curl up in a ball, go defenseless, and just like they they're not gonna kill me, kill me. Mm-hmm. Until I die of cat scratch fever a week later, that's that's what I'm saying. That's what's gonna get me. So I think I think there's there's a, a low number, and I think I could fight off ten cats. Do you like scare? I, I think I could throw a cat about a quarter mile. So <laughs> that's what I was me, thinking. Give me enough time. I think upwards of fifteen cats. I'm going down into defense mode, and then I I'm riddled with cat scratch fever. Yeah, because that that's the important part of this is how far you could throw an individual cat, and how long it would take to get back to you. Right. Right, because if it's ten at once, 
you know, you have to start throwing them off pretty fast, but you could, you got a pretty good arm. Right. But then you're, you're doing the underhand, like, you know, bad shoulder motion toss and like, they're, they're only going 10 feet. So you got to whip them by the tail, but then you got nine other cats climbing up your legs trying to, so. Well, if you tie the two tails together and then use them like nunchucks to fight the other ones off. Okay. Now we're talking now. Okay. Now I've turned their weapons against them. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm on board. But yeah, I think it's you got to do that and then use a bludgeoning weapon because if you're just swinging cats by the tails, then you got multiple cats climbing up your shoulders and clawing your eyes out. So mm-hmm. you got to okay. Yeah, when I was in when I was in Thailand, we went to this um, monkey temple. I think we may have talked about this, but like where the monkeys just kind of come up and they try to climb on you, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them, and they're about cat sized, mm-hmm. but probably. I don't know. I well, going there. I thought to myself, like they're they're not that big. Like even if there's a lot of them, like yeah, they might like scratch at me or like try to bite me or whatever, and I might die later. But like right. But being there and seeing the number of them and thinking about how they could just overwhelm me, so made Michael, me a lot less confident. I would never, ever, ever go there, and I'll tell you why. Um, you you know that I personally have a great fear of a number of animals, mostly the slimy and scaly and slithery <laughs> kind, um, the hoppy kind. Don't care for those. Um, the time I've been most afraid of any single animal was when I was uh, kayaking in Ocala at Silver Springs. And they have a bunch of, we may have talked about this previously, um, a bunch of monkeys that were like, I think they're macaques that were released from a movie set in the 1950s. And there's just a colony of macaques living along the Silver River in Ocala. They've also grown 24% over the last 30 years. Hey, all don't, macaques. don't I know it. Um, so we were kayaking and like there was an area where like they normally congregate and I was with like eight friends or something. And I was the first one to the area. So I was like keeping a respectful distance, but then everyone kind of kept piling in with their kayaks and I got pushed toward shore and couldn't go anywhere. And I just happened to look up and made eye contact with a male monkey and homie, homie did not like that and threw himself out of the tree uh, and like caught himself on a branch, like maybe 10 feet away from my face and just was screaming bloody murder at me. And I just flipped the fuck out because Michael, I like my eyes, and he wanted them pretty bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They traditionally want human eyeballs. Yeah, so I would never. It's a go delicacy. To, I would not go to the monkey temple um, because, again, <laughs> I like my peepers. Uh, you know, I, I probably shouldn't have, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> what did which you I'm do? pretty sure. Which I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure is how all, all terrible stories seemed like a good idea at time to go to Monkey Temple. Um, I did I did read about this this particular city slash temple area that during COVID when everything shut down and there was no more tourists because so two basically weeks ago. yeah so two weeks ago uh, because you can buy like fruits like papayas or watermelons or whatever and. Basically, you you feed you feed them to the monkeys and whatever. Apparently, they were like they weren't getting these things, so they were basically there was these roving games of gangs of monkeys through the town that would like try to break into shops and people's homes and stuff to find people food that they've become accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Um, so which makes me think I never want to go back there because now they've probably gotten a taste of 
at least one or seven human blood. That they definitely know how to steal. They definitely know mm-hmm. how to break into places. And oh, I would 100%. say probably recognize people who have wronged them mm-hmm. and exact justice. Um, so, yeah, there's really no good reason to go back. So there. don't no one should go back there. Yeah, it's um, it's the monkey's town now. Yeah. <laughs> um, OK, so, Michael, do you, do we want to talk about this? This poll, the survey of Americans of the animals that people think that they can beat? Because I think it's very important content. And like, I think, again, very indicative of our kind of collective national insanity over the last <laughs> couple of weeks. Yes, we should talk about that. Um, I mean, the thing is, is that anytime you poll people and very specifically Americans, it's the dumbest possible result you can think of. Right. The interesting thing about this poll is that they also did one in the UK. Oh. Same question. So we have an interesting data set. There's a handful of fun outliers, but they're very important, I think. (laughs) Um, Hit me with it. Okay. So um, the survey from YouGov, uh, which was from May 13th, 2021, so about two to three weeks ago. So there's two surveys. Yeah. Basically, of 34 animals, seven random pairings, which animals would take home the crown in a Royal Rumble? Ooh, okay, um, okay. But then the corollary was, which animals do you think you could personally beat in a fight? So, Michael, if you had to guess, um, what elephant do you think came out on top? King of the jungle. What elephant? The elephant, yeah. So, Americans think that elephants and rhinos... No, you said you said what elephant? You gave me the answer. <laughs> Did I really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what elephant? Wait, how many elephants are... Okay, let me... Dumbo. Let's, let's Dumbo, Dumbo one. Okay. So, Michael, what animal do you think Americans think are is king of the jungle, can beat any other animal in a fight? Elephant. Yeah. Okay. So, big boy, a lot of weight thrown around. Tusks. So elephants, rhinos, and grizzly bears were basically seventy four percent. Oh fuck, rhino! I actually, I actually would have gone rhino. I should have gone rhino. That's a good. I one. think a rhino would beat an elephant. So, uh, so it was followed by you know <gasps> hippos. Hippo was sixty nine percent after tigers, and so then lions, crocodiles, alligators, gorilla, polar bear. You know your normal boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last one on the list, just barely underneath unarmed human, <laughs> is uh, a goose. <laughs> so a goose is probably is so and like uh, other animals on here are anaconda buffalo king cobra komodo dragon a wild boar so of the 34 animals unarmed human came in second to last place at 17 percent people 17 percent of people think that they would win in a head-to-head fight now so michael they bar- they think a, they think a person could barely beat a goose a goose? Well, I think in a overall rumble, and all, frankly, the fact that enough people think that seventeen percent think a human would come out on top in any fight between these, yeah, not don't love no, it. No, no. So, collectively, people are not that confident in what a, an unarmed human can do. Any like a just a random human, they're yeah. like, no, humans, humans can't do it. Yeah, yeah. But when it's asked that. What can you do against the animal kingdom? Um, Michael, I think people people have a little little bit of a self-aggrandizement, some delusions of grandeur. Um, 
Mike, what percentage of Americans do you think think that they personally could beat a grizzly bear in a fight? I the answer to Actually, how what percentage of Americans could beat a grizzly bear in a fight is zero point zero zero one percent. Oh, uh, the answer of how oh, many? Do we, should we go to like top to bottom and end at grizzly oh, bear? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Michael, um, you've you've been a homeowner before. You've lived in a large city. You've seen mm-hmm. a rat before. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever attempted to actually confront a rat in one-on-one combat? With, I have. Okay. How did that go I for have. you? Um, I mean, it's not great because I'm really, I was really afraid of getting like a disease of some sort, but sure. I was able to pretty effectively punt it <laughs> into, yeah. a, into another yard. So that's the thing. So when you're fighting a small creature, like we talked about uh-huh. with the cat, you're really just trying to get at the, like, fling it away from you mm-hmm, as mm-hmm, much mm-hmm. as you can just like put as much distance between you and the combatant as you possibly can and hope that they've had enough trouble for one day <laughs> with your boot connecting to their face <laughs> so what percentage of americans do you think convinced that in a fight to the death unarmed they could uh, and unarmed is important i think for all of these conversations yep, yep, could yep. beat a rat a normal rat i think that probably a pretty high percent i think it's it's got to be in the 90%. Only 72%. Really? Yeah. I guess... See, here's the thing. If I'm barefoot, I have a lot. If I have shoes, once again, yeah. punting. Barefoot, I think he's going to gnaw my toes off. Here's the thing. And then I'm going to die. I have a lot to lose in a fight against a rat. He doesn't have much. <laughs> Worst case scenario, he gets kicked. Best case scenario, he gets a couple toesies and I get rabies and die. It's, he does not have a lot of skin in the game, all things considered. So, and I, I think the thing too is this is a fight to the death, not a fight to like, or you just retreat. So I honestly think seventy two percent is kind of high. We already talked I about st- this one. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I still think I, that seems that seems low to me, but all right. Yeah, I could definitely beat a rat in a fight. Okay, so one this on next one against one, a rat, I'm taking that rat. We've already talked about a single house cat, so we're going descending order. Importantly, too, this poll also has breakouts between men and women, which, as you might imagine, um, throughout this survey, with one incredibly notable uh, (laughs) exception, which we'll get into in a bit, um, as you might imagine, men are drastically more confident than women in their fighting capabilities. So Mm -hmm, 76% mm -hmm. of men say they can beat a rat, 68% of women. So we've already talked about this next one. House house cat. Yeah, one's a house cat, like not even a feral cat. Yeah, just a house cat. A house cat? I I'm definitely beating that. But one I'm, shot I'm gonna, done. Like, I'm going to guess that people are saying less, like less than, if only 70 or 72% think they can beat a rat, I got, I'm guessing. But the thing is here, and I got to be honest, and I, I don't feel good about this answer. Chances are a house cat, like might be a little spooked. He doesn't, unlike a rat, he doesn't know he's in a fight when I walk into the building. <laughs> he's probably maybe a little familiar I got the element of surprise. This is one knockout punch. That cat's gone. A, yeah. a general house cat. Not even like a mean one. Uh, I'm knocking that cat out 10 times out of 10. No. Yeah. Sorry. Like rats, rats can fit through like holes the size of a silver dollar. Mm-hmm. So like I imagine it's harder to just crush them. But like I've seen cats get crushed by like hideaway beds. Yeah. So like they're more fragile clearly. Yeah. But I'm still going to say I'm going to say like 68%. Less than a rat. Exactly. It's 69%. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Nice work, Michael. I should have um, said 69. Nice. Yeah, nice. Um, 
so this next one is where we start to go a little bit <laughs> off the rails and people start to just get a little bit wild in their abilities and I think a a true lack of respect for nature. So my, uh, Michael, up next is your common Canadian goose. I have experience with Canadian geese. Mm-hmm. They're evil, evil creatures, yep. and they they've they've attacked the FedEx people at my old job uh, on the very aptly named Goose Island. Mm-hmm. Um, Helpful. They, but I I I would say that probably here's the thing: they don't have teeth. Okay. How how does a goose kill you? Like it can injure you, sure. It can it can harass you. It can terrorize you. But I feel like they don't have the weapons, the sharp tools necessary to murder you. What if you are um I don't know, say piloting an airplane taking off over the Hudson River? <laughs> now now they do. They have the tools and that yeah. is their own their own bodies. Got to play the long game, friend. Yeah, yeah. Ask Sully Sullenberger how you how you lose to a goose. <laughs> to be fair, he technically won because he killed a lot of geese. I had a handful of them. Yeah, that's so good. Okay, ask Delta. He killed Airlines. so many, so many geese. Um, so Sully wins the fight. The Delta airplane lost the fight. But I, I'm going to say this though, Michael, and may, so maybe this is some nuance. What is, when is it worth actually winning a fight against a goose? Like, if you have to, if a goose is squaring up against you, like, is it worth your time? Because I think this goes back to the house cat situation of, like, the geese is picking the fight, the rat is fight or flight, and they're just going to try to bite you, and you have to get them away because they could give you rabies. The goose is just going to, uh, to your point, it's not going to kill you. It's going to really be a nuisance, though, for a significant they're portion e- of your life. They're going yeah. to hunt you down. They're yeah. going to... Here's the thing, though, is that I would feel bad. Wringing his little neck? Uh, no, I would feel bad about um, fighting a house cat because, sure. I mean, they're cute. They're cute. I personally think that geese are evil evil creatures, so I would have no problem snapping his little neck. Jackie chaining his neck out of the yeah. way. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Like, but I still think that, that people generally are afraid of large birds, so right. I'm going to say like 65% think they could beat a goose. Okay, only 61%. Okay, I do okay. think that this is, I guess they you could, but like, I don't think people are going to stick around to like try to Randy Johnson this bird to hell. Like, <laughs> I think people are just going to lose because they'll get overwhelmed. Most people ha- don't have the fight instinct. It's mostly flight, I think, which is ironic when you're fighting a big bird. But I, I do think I do think it would be harder to kill the big bird because they got wings. They got feathers. Yeah. Got beaks. There's not an obvious place to go for aside from the neck. Uh, I still think here's the thing. I think that in reality, if, if given the thing, like you're going to either die or you're going to murder this animal, I feel like those should all be in the high 80%. Okay. Fair enough for, for adult humans. Okay. Michael, I'm going to, um, I'm going to kind of breeze through this next one. And then there's a couple that are, so medium sized dog, this is, I think a real legitimate threat depending on the dog we're fighting, but still, you know, I, I think your average human can kind of, you can kick the ass of a medium-sized dog, right? Just yeah, like I think I think over 50% of people think they can beat a medium-sized dog. Under 50, 49%. I think that has to be a, a, a thing where they, like, they're going to feel bad. Yeah, maybe. Right? Uh, it's also, uh, so 60% of men 
We're like, yeah, yeah. I'll kick that dog's ass. 39% <laughs> of women are like, yeah. And I'm that good. is, they feel bad. They right. feel bad about killing the dog. This yeah. is where we're getting into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So up next, Michael, close cousin to Goose, an eagle, a full ass eagle. <laughs> Once again, I feel like it's going to be hard to to hit the eagle. Right. He's got the high ground on you, and they're fast. And they have talents and can drop from 300 feet in the sky. And if he got you, like, right in the face or, like, the head, like, you, it might be gone. It might yeah. be over fast. Those things killed the Nazgul in Lord of the Rings. I'm not yeah. I'm not bothering with any eagles. No, thank you. And unarmed? Like, I'm going to have to try to punch an eagle out of the air? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? I would say, like, 40, like, high 30s. Uh, yeah, so it's 30% of people think they can beat an eagle, which I honestly think is, I don't think you win. I think it lets no. you live. Like, it lets exactly. you limp away yeah. probably after it's clawed your eyes out. Yeah, um, I don't think you can kill an eagle unarmed. Not even legally, you can't. Um, so now we got large dog, uh, as you might imagine, yeah, a little less confident. It's 23%. Yeah. Okay, and now going back to our monkey talk, chimpanzee. I feel like there is a very, very small subset of humans that could beat a chimpanzee. But how many people do you like, think think they could beat a chimpanzee? I think I think it's probably like twenty percent of people think they can beat a chimpanzee because they see it and they're like, "Oh, it's it's human size, slightly smaller than a human." But I think honestly, you have to be like, you have to be a trained fighter to beat a chimpanzee. Even that, like, <laughs> they're like five times as strong as any normal human. Like, yeah, but I feel like maybe you could like. Somebody who was trained in like grappling and MMA could like maybe get it in a in a chokehold. Sure, right? Because they're not they don't have they don't have the the finesse the skill. Sure, they're not okay. So as soon as I'm doing capoeira on the ground, <laughs> yeah, they have monkeys have no ground game. Okay, so you're right. Yeah, yeah. As soon yeah. as I got them in a leg lock, it's over. Okay, but it's a small. It's a very. I feel like it's it's like like a couple percent of people in in the world. Okay, but not seventeen percent. Which not is not seventeen. Okay. absolutely not. Now, Michael, here's where we get truly deranged. Uh, <laughs> King Cobra. Here's the thing. I think I think that King Cobra should be up with like the geese because really? it's like they have one. They have one method, and it is biting you. And if I here's the thing, I feel like most snakes are dangerous because you can't see them. Right? Sure. They 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 sneak up on you and they bite you. If I'm if I'm face to face with a King Cobra. And he doesn't bite me on the first lunge. Now I have him. It's over. I have him around oh, the neck. You got him. I got him. How fast do you think you're? Re- you, so you think King Cobra lunges at you? You yeah. matrix out of the way, grab him uh-huh. by the neck, and now you you got him. You're I'm now thinking, it's, you're I'm thinking taking he him comes at me and I I backhand him. Okay, right? and like backhand him and kind of grab him by the neck at the same time, and now I have him. Oh, okay. If like once I get him around the neck, he can't bite me anymore. So you it's think over. at this point he this king cobra is going for your neck and not like your ankles? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Why do you think that? <laughs> because I'm not going to give it my ankles. I'm oh, getting, I'm getting I'm getting you're crouched getting down. Low. Okay, so you're I'm getting, getting primal with it. Okay, yeah, I'm putting that. I'm putting my face right there because I'm like, come at me, bitch. Well, that's interesting. See, what I would do would be try to like distract it and get around behind it, grab it by the tail, and smash it against a wall. No, because like, you grab them by the tail, that's when they can they can get you around. That's right? why. But again, going back to our cat nunchuck situation, <laughs> and I'm mostly saying this because I saw Bear Grylls do it on a Band versus Wild, where he just picked up a big fucking like fuck off snake and smashed it against a wall, which seemed effective. Like if you have a wall handy. <laughs> Like, that seems like a pretty good way to do it. But 
I I am Michael honestly mystified that you think you are fast enough to stop <laughs> to one deflect a king cobra from going at yeah. your neck and then 100%. grabbing it taking a little bit of tap from the ve- like the venom the the fangs on its way out and then you snap its neck. I mean the other I'm part of this you. is the other part of this is it takes a while for its venom to actually kill me. Sure. So like even if I were to let it bite me and, and as he's biting me, I just grab him by the head and crush his little head. Yeah. Like, technically, I've won this fight. That's true. Because I he has died and I am still alive. Like, granted, I'm dead in like 30 minutes to an hour. That's a good point. There is, but, like, I've won the fight. There's such a thing as anti-venom. There's no such thing as a cure for Anti- a crushed skull. <laughs> yeah, okay. Skull. That's a great point, yeah. He, Michael, you got to spend money to make money. So that's okay. I'll, you know what? I'll give it to you. So, well, Michael, welcome to the proud 15% of people who think that they can beat a King Cobra. And I mean, here's the thing that's insane to me, though, that less people think they could beat a King Cobra than a chimpanzee. Now, Michael, here's one that I think this is maybe the first animal on the list, other than your normal random house animals that trust me already, that I feel like I could beat. <laughs> Sneak up. Yeah. Um, so, Lull can, into a false sense of security. A kangaroo. Absolutely not. And yeah. I'll also say, Michael, I think it's important to note that in general, Americans are about twice as confident as uh, British people in the animals that they think that they can beat. Uh, so, you know, chimpanzee was about 10%, King Crow were about 7 Large dog, only 13%, which I got to be honest with you, I'm kind of disappointed in British people. If only 13%, like, that's like so low. I feel like that's a familiarity thing, though, because I feel like... I don't, I mean, maybe this is just, I've never seen a large dog in, like when I've been in London, you don't see people walking large dogs like you do in the United States. It's fair. I mean, maybe that's not true, but I feel like they're used to like English bulldogs and Well, even medium sized dog is only 38%. Um, Mm. But maybe it is, Michael, that's a good point because maybe over there it's just like the like great danes and rhodesian ridgebacks like the the dogs <laughs> that were literally made to like hunt, kill Hunting. lions yeah yeah okay yeah. maybe that's fair okay i'll give it to you by by jove by jove um so now we're at kangaroo mm-hmm. which i actually feel pretty confident that i could post up to a kangaroo like they're they're big beefy mofos and like they're scary You're absolutely looking. insane no no all he's got is kicking. I can punch that 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 thing in the head. It's fine. But he can kick you with both feet at the same time while using his tail as a spring. I think that's only cartoons. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's only cartoons. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Well, Michael, get I'm just up. saying they're they're like seven feet tall and they're jacked. Yeah. I guess it does I, depend on which kangaroo I'm in a fight with. But <laughs> maybe you could beat a Joey. Yeah, probably. I feel like I could get a, a couple pretty good licks in, and then if depend again, Michael, depending on my like my close game, I think I could get him to, to piss off. I'm pretty sure people have fought kangaroos in exposition. Ex, what what is the word I'm looking for? Fear factor. No exposition. Ex, ex, exhibitions. Ex, ex, exhibition. Yeah. Uh, have fought kangaroos in exhibitions before with like boxing gloves. Well, and I'm pretty sure they they lose Michael, most of the time. Of course, they're playing with kid gloves. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to go bare knuckle brawling here, buddy. This is this is a fight. I'm mostly thinking of that video a couple years ago where like some guy like jumps out of his jeep and just like walks up to a kangaroo that had his dog in a headlock and just put like just 
smacks it across the jaw. And the kangaroo didn't like it and just kind of like, let go of his dog. And then just like, whatever. And then, I mean, and then to his credit, the guy did walk away immediately and be like, yeah. But he, he, mm-hmm. he gave him a pretty good lick. And that kangaroo was like, all right, I respect you. Sorry, I had your dog in a headlock. Oof. I'll think better of you next time. I just. Although that does kind of go pretty much hand in hand saying that a dog or a kangaroo can beat a large dog in a fight, which <laughs> I'm only roughly confident that I could do that. No problem. So the thing with the large dog is that they have teeth and their jaws are very, very strong. If it gets me around the throat or the neck or the face or something like I'm done for. Michael, that's again, we're going fight strategy. You're giving up an arm to a large dog. That dog's going like it's going to get your forearm. But then you're driving it backwards, punching it in the tum-tum a lot. <laughs> like, as soon as that dog's on its back, it's game over, homie. You're, you're done. That's a good point. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm still sorry. F- I'm fascinated that you think you could take a kangaroo. I don't think I could, but if I had to, I feel like I could give it a pretty good go. Sure. And please, Michael, do contrast that against my, my relative lack of confidence It's against more than 10 house cats. <laughs> <laughs> Or a king cobra. I mean, no confidence whatsoever in being a king cobra. I think, oh, again, man. though, I, I think I'm just... Michael, to your point of you know, familiarity breeds contempt. Anything with fur, I, one, feel as a friend, but then, two, feel that I am confident enough with its whole, you know, shtick that I can kind of take care of it. Mm. Snakes, frogs, whatever they're doing, I, I don't care. I don't like it. I don't want to get familiar with it. I haven't learned my enemy enough to feel confident in beating them in a fight. Kangaroo does kind of look like a large mutant dog. Yeah, mutant dog rat. So, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, cool, yeah. you can jump. I can punch real good. That's fine. We're even. Um, <laughs> I will say, Michael, uh, so King Cobra is where we start to divert. Like, it's where we start to kind of narrow down a little bit be- the gap between men and women. So King Cobra was actually the largest gap. It was or for a little bit. Only 8% of women feel that they can beat a King Cobra compared to 23% of men. Um, mm. But now we're starting to get down a little bit more towards the overlap of I think we're getting into a very subset of very confident women. Uh, so <laughs> we've already lost most of the women at like, yeah, you know, large dog. So and now it's just now you have the women left who are like, I will take anything and I will destroy it. Generally, any woman who thinks they can beat a large dog thinks they can beat every other animal on the list, including a couple that we're going to get to that are so important. But. Not so confident about the King Cobra. I think unlike you, women have a little bit of sense. Um, but 11% of women, 17% of men say kangaroo. Now we're okay. Now we're getting into the the truly wild boys. I'm just saying, like, I'm not going to... I'm going to back myself against any animal that theoretically all I have to do is stand on and it can't do anything anymore. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I think it's the, the, the getting to said stance upon the animal that is the tricky part. Cause like they, it's on the ground already. <laughs> <laughs> I, but okay, but your your previous was it's going for your neck, which is again six feet off the ground, and you <laughs> you. Try, I'm you, saying that's not my that's not my preferred strategy, but, you, but I'm just saying like can. any animal, any animal that I can with one foot Crush. and not even a not even a lot of weight. I don't have to put my full weight on it. All I have to do is just be like, man, you're not going anywhere. So you're okay. So I, okay. So now I'm starting to see how potentially thirty percent of people think that they can beat an eagle. Like normally, yeah. eagles got the the height advantage. But you're saying if you just happened to get sure, like Anakin uh, and Obi Wan, if you had the high ground and you step on the eagle <laughs> this time, if he, you get to use your feet in this fight, game over. 
Yeah, if we're if I'm fighting an eagle like on the ground, sure, I can beat an eagle, but I can also beat a shark on the ground too because I would just wait until it died. Exactly. You know? You're gonna fight dirty. That's right. Like fucked if, up. I'm just saying, if we're on if we're on my turf, obviously that's a different story. But if if he can come at me from the air, from fucking a thousand foot in the air, going two hundred miles an hour at my goddamn head, no, thank you. I actually think any animal will win that fight if they can come at you from a thousand feet in the air. <laughs> Okay, Michael. If up, any animal could come at me with 200 miles an hour, I'm in trouble. Yeah. Michael, up next is Wolf, which we've all seen the gray. I've seen Liam Neeson fight multiple wolves to the death with just a couple of little airplane bottles taped to his hands. So I feel good about this one. That's armed. Oh, that's true. Well, actually, I think, Michael, I think that's just good old human ingenuity, using your environment against the animal <laughs> or something they can't do. So, Michael, our biggest weapon is our brain. So, I honestly think that a wolf is... I'm more likely to beat a wolf than a large, angry dog. Okay. I'm more confident against a wolf than, say, like a, like a, a Rottweiler that really, really wants to eat my throat. You know, I used to think that. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. I was just very confident that, like, again, Michael, to your point about, I'm gonna get low, gonna keep my ground game strong. <laughs> as soon as I get that. Like, you know, just keep my feet moving, get the dog under the, the wolf under the shoulders. I push him back and he's on his back, you know, sack the quarterback and just, again, just beat the shit out of this big wolf. I used to think that. And then I just think I watched a, a documentary about Yellowstone and they're like, yeah, a, a full grown wolf can bite through a deer's neck in one bite. I'm like, OK, well, I don't I don't mm. know about that anymore. It's maybe maybe I couldn't take a wolf. Yeah. Maybe I'm underestimating the size of a wolf, huh? I think like an actual timber. Well, again, it. Wolf, there's a lot of variation in wolves. Yeah, yeah. But I think like a full-grown gray wolf is like as tall as you are at the shoulder. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's got to be that's got to be in the single digits yeah. percentage-wise for people. <laughs> You'd be wrong. Sixteen percent <laughs> of uh, people think that they could be a fucking. Didn't you wolf. say a fucking king cobra was only seventeen? Sorry, si- sorry, sixteen percent of men, twelve percent oh, of people yeah, yeah. overall. Okay, okay, um, okay. but. Interestingly, more women think that they can beat a wolf instead of a king cobra. So I, I'm saying, if I'm if I'm in a room with a hundred men, and I look around that room, there is no chance that sixteen of those people are going to beat a wolf. Absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> Unless one of them is Liam Neeson's. Exactly. Because I've seen the documentary, The Grey. Unless there are sixteen Liam Neeson's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Michael, have you seen um, Physical One Hundred? on on netflix i have not so i've not even heard of this so it's just this like korean like strong person or like athlete competition but really it's just like a bunch of really really strong physically fit korean people complimenting each other and telling each other they're doing great jobs for like 10 episodes what a delight um i'm into it and i gotta be honest i think most of these people could beat up probably every animal on this list if i'm being honest with you there's like Olympic gymnasts and like bodybuilders and like mm. just like Korean military dudes who apparently all they do is just get get swole, which I guess you would have to be. I do think like, but once again, I do think like, yeah, somebody with like special forces training, like Krav Maga, um, some kind of like black belt judo where they can they know throws and, and leverage and stuff like yet. Yeah. Yes. But like. How, what percentage of people are there like that in the world? Like a couple percent, it's maybe? It's basically just Jason Statham, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so Michael, I'm gonna breeze through. So crocodile, it's an insane thing. Ten percent of people say they could beat a crocodile. Fucking idiots. Yeah. So no stupid. way. Uh, no way. Eight. What are you gonna do against Sorry, a crocodile? Go what are you gonna do? Barehanded. What? How do you kill? How do you kill a crocodile with just your bare hands? I uh, run zigzag for a very long time until he has a heart attack and dies. So <laughs> again, Michael, I use my brain and my feet. And I just hope I, he doesn't catch me at a, my local watering hole. <laughs> so, yeah. Until his heart. Once explodes. again, you're you're assuming you're assuming open world fighting. I'm I'm thinking like we're in the octagon. Oh, okay. I mean, that's a different. Yeah, in that case, yeah, no, you're game. You're over. not zigzag. You're not zigzagging long enough. Can't beat him on the ground. Can't can't <laughs> penetrate his scaly hide. With no, my, you with can't. People's elbow. Yeah. Okay. No. Game over. Like maybe you could poke him in the eyes and blind him, and then hope he doesn't find you again. Michael, I think. Okay, this goes back to your cobra defense, and like, what what does winning actually mean? <laughs> and like, how do I actually do it? Like. Okay, I'll dive straight down the crocodile's throat and choke him to death. And like, yeah, I might lose my legs, but like, he'll die. He can't. He can't swallow me in one bite. My whole, my whole Michael Cushing. I'll just dive straight down there. I think that this is probably based on the idea that it's it's somebody like Florida man can subdue a crocodile or an alligator, right, by just like holding their mouth shut, right. But that is a, that's a hundred percent different than now. You have to find some way to murder that animal with the other hand that isn't holding it, right? Like, what, you just punch it in the neck? Like, what do you do? Like, Caesar Milan, this alligator into submission? Yeah, like, what what do you do? Claw it? Like, what are you doing? How are you killing the animal? What is the method of kill? Yeah, Michael, you're classic. I can step on you. Uh, (laughs) Defense doesn't work. The crocodile. Okay, so somehow, I'm just going to bucket these next three into one. So... Gorilla, elephant, and lion. All all at 8% of people think that they can take in single combat an elephant. And an elephant, a grizzly bear, sorry, a lion or a gorilla. And like, where would you even get started? I think... Beating an elephant. That's the, that's the, one, that, that's the one that gets me the most, honestly. I don't think you, it is physically possible for a human being to kill an elephant with their bare hands. Like, how would you even, like... I Would get, you be punching it? Yeah, like I guess it, the that old joke, like how do you need an elephant <laughs> one bite at a time? It's like, all right, just gonna nibble on your snoot and just like kind of go the all way up. But like by the time it even realized you were doing anything, you'd like okay, it would just decide like okay, I'm just gonna kill you. It's like again, Michael. I think we talked about probably last week uh, that elephant that. <laughs> interrupted a woman's funeral and threw her corpse into a fire because mm-hmm. it had like she had been involved in poaching or something it's like they're they're vengeful creatures so angry that they interrupted this woman's funeral i think after killing her and <laughs> threw her body into a fire like you can't contend with that so going back to what like we went to an animal rescue in thailand specifically an elephant rescue and I'm sure that played great on Bumble. <laughs> it really did, actually. <laughs> I know. Uh, killed it. Um, but, like, they would rescue these animals from, like, Laos, Cambodia, where there are, like, just landmines still throughout the countryside from various, you know, conflicts. And the elephants would literally, have, they're elephants who have stepped on landmines oh. and have, like, messed up limbs. But, like, they're still alive and walking around 
they stepped on a, a landmine, like presumably something that would blow up an armored vehicle. Right. And certainly a person. And they were just like, ow, my foot. Right. So what are you going to do with your hands? Your human hands. Give it a nice shiatsu massage. And <laughs> kind of make it my friend in a fight. That's another Michael again. Multiple ways to win a fight. Disarm, become best friends instead of enemies <laughs> with the elephant. So trick trick them into eating poisoned food. Okay. You went a little darker than mine. I was gonna say just give him a bunch of peanuts, become friends, and now we're fighting everybody else. Michael, if I had an elephant friend. I can now feel much more comfortable taking on the last member of the elef- the animal kingdom on here, the grizzly bear. Which, please guess how many, what percentage of Americans think you think they they can beat a grizzly bear in single combat? The answer should be zero yeah. percent, it's, possibly negative percent. It's not, um, it, but it's probably going to be like six or seven percent. And I'm guessing the men are close to ten percent. So this one's actually like almost right on the money. It is 6%. 7% of men and 6% of women say that they can be... 6% of women. Yeah. Michael, so of the animals I named uh, in the last like six or so, so wolf, crocodile, gorilla, elephant, lion, grizzly bear, which animal do you think women are more confident about fighting? Between grizzly bear? Gorilla, lion, crocodile, wolf. Lion. He got it. Yep. Yeah? Yeah. 8%. Is it because it's just a big cat? Just a big cat. I feel like it's like, again, going back to what I just said, I can be friends with it. But I will say there is almost no like distinction for any of these. Like, again, like once you get to the 8% of women who think that they can beat a large animal in a fight, they're very confident. They're very confident they're just going to keep going. Yes. Uh, other than grizzly bear, they show a little bit of sense. 2% of women show a little bit more sense than any of the other ones. Uh, but yeah, 8% of women think that they could beat a lion compared to 7% it, of men. You know what's funny, though, is that like like if I met one of these you know, 6% of men who thought they could beat a grizzly bear, I am no more or less intimidated by this person because they think they can beat a grizzly bear. No. If anything, I'm very much less intimidated by them exactly. because I know they'll die in a very stupid way. However, on the flip side, if I were to meet a woman who is confident that she could beat one all of these animals, I am terrified borderline superhero absolutely yeah. i am like she knows something that i don't right and i i am terrified like a man who, d- who believes that dangerously insane he's, a, he's an idiot yeah clearly a woman that thinks she can probably also she's, fully completely insane but uh, <laughs> she's got it under control and also has the skills to really make it dangerous <laughs> or she's captain marvel right it's probably gonna be the first one so, yeah, Michael, um, I think the most important one is, again, in Britain. So everyone, like, they're about half as confident. Once you get to King Cobra, almost no woman believes that, no British woman thinks that they can beat any of these animals in a fight. It's all, like, 2% to 1%, which I got to give it to, That's to margin of error. British women. Yeah, they're just, like, yeah, you know, two people checked it wrong. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm fighting them? <laughs> oh, no, I can't do that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, yeah, okay. So, Michael, yeah, that was, uh, I think, very important. So, probably the most important content we missed last week. Uh, nothing else really happened. Um, but, yeah, do you have any last stories for me, or should we wrap it up? Um, <laughs> Actually, Michael, I do have, <laughs> I do have, a, I think, a related thing. Just a, a quick headline, which yeah. I think really kind of takes the fun out of it. Um so our government, obviously, firing on all cylinders lately, really, really helpful and good. 
Um, but I think one shining bright spot has always been some of our like national park services, like social media accounts. Yes. Yep. Um, so they've apparently in, in kind of in the same vein, <laughs> here's a headline. National park service encourages folks to quote, never push down a slower friend <laughs> in bear encounters. Even if the friendship has run its course, <laughs> which I understand why they don't want anyone to feed the bears in any way with a slower friend. But like, I don't know that you can really stop me from doing that. If you know, I look, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't feel the need to push down the slower friend. Right. They're already slower. They're already slower. I just need to run. I do feel, however, the need to push down anyone I am slower than. Right. That's a good point. That's an important distinction. I don't need to push down the slower friend. We just need to run together. It'll catch you and not me. Michael, what about in a cocaine bear situation? I feel like I would like almost like throwing over the garbage can in a street pursuit when the cops are behind you. I think you do need to create a distraction so the bear doesn't get both of you at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a cocaine bear situation, I don't depending on how much head start. I don't know if it matters one which one of us is slower. It doesn't. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty small gap over a long enough timeline bear. and with enough cocaine, the bear will get you eventually. Yeah, but I think every second counts in these cocaine bear situations. We could just do cocaine with the bear. You know, I think generally speaking, the cocaine bear does not really feel inclined to share at that point because I mean we've all had that friend who's just too coked but what up. What if I have the cocaine? I think he's going to kill you and take the cocaine. I, Michael, That's if, if I That's remember, I haven't seen the movie yet. I need to. I feel like we should do a tilt watch. Mm. But if I remember the trailer correctly, the bear does kill people to get their cocaine because he is on cocaine and wants more of it. And they have it. And he has, you know, six inch razor sharp claws with which to get cocaine from the people. So, yep. Yep. I think he's probably just a little too coked up to be chill about it. Yeah, I mean, in that case, I'm definitely pushing you down. And that's I mean, fair. I mean, theoretically, a slower friend of mine. Right, but, you know, if, if I'm the only one present, <laughs> I'll try to be the, the sixth person. <laughs> I wonder if if they asked this about Cocaine Bear, what the numbers would slip to. I, th- I feel like people, Americans of all people, would recognize what a cocaine rage can do to someone. Maybe the number would slip to like three percent, something sensible to like two percent. Something, something sensible. Now, it, here's the question, though: How would this change? How would all these answers change if you only asked people who are on, who cocaine. Were on cocaine how how many of the animals they could be? I think that's probably ninety five across the board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> increasing exponentially with the amount and quality of cocaine. Oh, Michael, there we go. Hey, actually, to your point. I'll slip that. I'll slip him a, a candy bar laced with fentanyl. Game there over, baby. Go. Game over. Okay, Michael. I think that is going to do it for us this week on Trends in Low Places. Um, everyone, if you've enjoyed this episode, you can find out more information. I think at goodbuddymedia.com. I think I read. There is Im- there is information. Yeah, it like it is a website that you can go to with stuff on it. Um, and I think I renewed the domain so I could take it. I could um. Uh, deducted on my taxes. So yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Is any of it relevant? Um, Probably not. No, but like you can find that and our sister show, which is also has been on the air nonstop for the last <laughs> multi- like, couple weeks, I think. 
um, longest days of our lives in which Michael and I and our good buddy Curtis are watching every moment and second of the hit show 24, which Michael, I think we got it. People want it. The people, people want, want it. it. I, I, I think, okay, here's the thing. If you, if you want us to keep doing longest days of our lives and not take a break because we have been doing it nonstop uh, every week, we've yeah. been bringing you the content. Yeah. Um, you should tweet at Curtis. Yeah. Um, and tell him that, that you would, you would like this to happen. Um, and he'll cause I'm going to blame him. I'm going to blame him because he's not here right now. Yep. Yeah. And if you do tweet him, Michael, that's great advice because Curtis is famously known for wanting people to talk to him and address him <laughs> directly and yeah. give him their opinions. Yeah. And yeah, so definitely do that. He'll respond really well mm-hmm. and politely to you yeah. about it. Um, so definitely do that. Um, but Michael, how else can people help us out? I think that's what I ask you. Yeah. And I think that I say that you can help us out by following us yeah on twitter leave a review on apple podcast oh yeah uh find our podcast wherever good podcasts are sold yep um so like apple podcasts and like google is google podcast still a thing that's a thing google play spotify we're there spotify we're definitely there um podbean podbean like i think if you just if you go outside and you shout into the ether like trends and low places then i think it it comes to your I have a it stack, comes to your brain chip. I have a stack of stickers. I'll mail you one. Yeah. Whatever. I'll do that. Fuck yeah, Just, we should tweet at us if you would like us to mail you a sticker. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that right now. We'll see we'll mail you a sticker. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure I have a forever stamp or two. We'll do an ad read for stamps.com and then people can get a promo code to do it. No problem. <laughs> what's his, what's the guy from Cheers? Uh, the, the mailman. He does he's no the other one. I don't know. I only know Norm. Craig uh, Cook. Clavin, Cliff Clavin, Cliff Clavin. Oh. Yeah, didn't he used to do the commercials for Stamps.com? Is he still? Is he still alive? I think it's I only know. the McElroy brothers and every other podcast <laughs> host that sprang up in the last week. So, um, you know, and and buy me undies. Yeah, with our picture on them. We should just start doing fake ad reads until someone pays <laughs> us to actually do it. Um, yeah. So buy buy me undies. Um, I keep getting these ads on Instagram for like. Match your significant other with me undies, and I can't think of anything that my uh, current significant other would like less than for me to match undies with her. So I did actually. So um, Michael, it's funny you bring that up. So um, Leslie, my fiance, um, has a habit—not a habit, but she's done it like three times now—where she just falls prey to Instagram ads while <laughs> drunk, and then orders me very silly things. Um, and then they either never arrive or she, the best one she got me was a, a tool case uh, with a, ha- like centered around a hammer that was just, the tool case was a plastic clamshell, like Mjolnir, like Thor's hammer. And so it took. Fucking dope. It was sick. I have it over there. It took about nine weeks to arrive and then none of the tools other than the <laughs> requisite hammer were like actually included in the tool what case. What else do you need? Yeah. I mean, I kind of just swing it around my room every once in a while. It's pretty sweet. Um, and then she got me another thing a couple weeks ago. Oh, she bought me a remote control alligator to move around like a pool. Uh, so that was pretty great. I have that. I love it. Um, to move around a pool? Just put it in like a hot tub. Do you have a pool? No, I don't. But it's I have an RC controlled 
alligator that can swim around any. I have a hot tub for you. I just have not been able to get it to Atlanta it's yet. It's only been a week, so whatever. It's really close to Atlanta. It's currently in Blue Ridge, Georgia. Oh, I'm, I'll drive up there this weekend. That's fine. Um, but Michael, I will say for Valentine's Day, I was kind of like neither of us really do anything for the holiday. And I was like, I should get something. So I got bullshit made up holiday. And I did do the matched me undies because I am a longtime <laughs> customer of of the service. And uh, she got it. Do you like, like them? Yeah, they're fine. They're great. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Um, How much does a pair of boxer briefs run? Too much. Yeah. yeah I mean, they're like 18 bucks. That's fine. That's less than I pay. That's less than I pay Mister Mister Tommy John for his boxer briefs. See you later, Tommy John. Yeah. Um. But I did get match fair, and she's like, "Oh, I love it," and then hasn't touched him in um a week, exactly one week since Valentine's (laughs) Day, twenty twenty one. Yep. Um. Yeah. So do all that, and um, we are going to try our best to get back into this regularly, and we promise we'll be a little bit better and more on our game. It's been a week since we've done this, so you know. Sorry to, for. To be it. fair, we, we this is the third one we have recorded. Yes, that's true. So, like, we've done this part. Yeah. the The two it's, parts after of editing and publishing, mostly the editing. Yeah, that to me, Michael, is a coked up grizzly bear in the wild. Like we <laughs> thought of squaring up against that particular task. Um, it, I'll be honest; it's daunting. You I know? just don't remember how to do it. I remember the steps. Yeah. It's the more sitting. Michael, it's the working from home. I think that's for the last yeah. Yeah, week. Because yeah. I sit here all day and yeah. then I get to sit down with and talk to your sweet face for, you know, a nice hour, hour and a half. And then the thought of sitting and listening back to our conversation for another two hours to edit this thing it's a real kick in the wiener and frankly i'd rather just let a let a uh a king cobra dangle off my that wiener for about an hour until i die so that that's slightly 24 percent larger mm-hmm. wiener yeah for for the king cobra's pleasure obviously um mm-hmm. but we're gonna do it we're gonna get back into it because yeah. we're 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 consummate. I'm going to write a blog post on our website too. Do it, coward! I dare you. But we're consummate <laughs> professionals. The the two original podcast boys, and we're back, baby. So the originals, the only ones still legally allowed to have it. Everyone else is. Michael, I'll the say law. this: I don't feel confident in beating most animals in a fight. I know that I can. I feel personally pretty confident that I can beat up every other single podcast host on the planet. Line them up. I'll knock them down one by one. Hundred percent. Ritual, ritual 100%. combat. Yeah. Game over. Mostly because yeah. they won't see it coming because they don't know who we are. And that's the most important thing is the element of mm-hmm. surprise. So, which you think they should know who we are, you know? Apparently not. But, uh, Michael, uh, it's been lovely talking with you, buddy. Love you. Love you too. Toodles. Toodles.